This is Offscript with Trish Close, intimate interviews and fun conversations with interesting people. In front of my microphone today, I have Rob Folan of Ryan Rose, Yep. formerly of Folan Sellers. Formerly, still kind of, still have the last name. So yeah, it's, you do uh, still have the last name. That's where we are actually right now. Um, yep. We took Offscript on the road again. We're in lovely Gold Hill. Uh, yes. Okay. Yes, we are. Um, and this was at one point Folan Sellers. Now you just said it's same place, different name. <laughs> Correct. Okay. It's just a rebranding. Okay. Um, on my way out here, uh, I noticed a lot of uh, hemp fields. Yep. They're uh, they're around. They yeah. are around. They're, they're around. Uh, it's all about having land and water. If you got that. So true. I actually am doing a story on hemp. Um, in Southern Oregon, and I want to talk to you about that, but sure. later. We're going to yep. first get to, where are you from originally? I was born in northern San Diego County, Escondido. Southern but California boy? SoCal, yep. Wow. We, um, we moved up here when I was 14, so went to school in Central Point. So high school here, but everything okay. else down south. Childhood was in San Diego. Yep. What was that like? Uh, you know, perfect weather. Uh, really good weather. Lots of people. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, up here, uh, you don't see it, but you know, four-lane freeways. <laughs> and, right. Uh, and people, even shoot, even back then, driving mm-hmm. fast. So you come up here, everything kind of slows down. Big time. Little. Big time. I just want to note um, your mug. There's not coffee in it, and there's not water in it. That's all I'm going to say. That's correct. Okay. That's correct. Okay. Also, hey, I like mine your shirt. yours? Yours. Oh, okay. I'm being very good, and I'm drinking okay. water. Um. I, I drank a good amount of wine last night, so I'm good. good. I'm good today. I'm proud of you because that's... Had a nice little yeah. dinner at the house and opened some wine. Um, also, I want to point out your shirt. says Whiskey Helps. I have a shirt like that and love it. It's one of my favorites. Yep. Uh, I thought it. I think it does help, you know, maybe probably too much. It probably does. doesn't help. Yeah. probably hurts, but a little bit, you know, take the edge off. How about this? It hurt. It helps and then it hurts. <laughs> Correct. Absolutely. <laughs> you know, the same with the shoot, the shoot with wine, the same way. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Okay. So you live in San Diego until you're 14. Did you grow up with siblings? Uh, I did. I have uh, two brothers and one sister, all of them younger than me. Oh, man. You're the oldest? I'm the oldest. Wow. Yep. Um, that's a big family. Four kids. Yep. Poor mama. She, uh, she was busy. Mm-hmm. She was busy. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> no, no doubt there. So. What did your parents do? Or so what do they do? So when we were down there, my, my dad's always been a farmer. Although I think when we were in California, it was a rancher. Mm-hmm. What you called it. Uh, your farmer up here, rancher down there, whatever. Yeah, that is actually, that's a good point. Uh, and my mom took care of four kids. Wow. What, um, being a rancher specifically, like grow things, food, stuff? Well, what do you, do? I, you know, so Southern, so San Diego County, do you know what we have down there? No. Yeah. Avocados mm. everywhere. So we were citrus, so avocados, but we also did, uh, lemons, oranges, grapefruit. Wow. Uh, couple lime trees scattered throughout a big production uh, large couple, scale yeah a couple hundred acres wow it was, it was big okay you know the place now is uh i think there's like a school and a, like a little mini town there yeah <laughs> but uh crazy it was just farmland what was the reason for moving to southern oregon oh man just probably like every californian that's mm-hmm. here in oregon is you're literally escaping mm-hmm. california mm-hmm for sure. Um, you go to school in Central Point High School. High school. Correct. Crater. Yep. Okay. Crater. Uh, what did your dad do when he moved up here? Still farming? We uh, When we moved up here, we, uh, and I do, I vaguely remember driving up here looking for property. This is actually a funny story. Uh, driving around, I remember being out in the Applegate somewhere. I, I feel like it was out by like Cowhorn uh, mm-hmm. Winery, like somewhere kind of out there, but it was kind of kind of weird. I do vaguely remember that. So we're driving out here uh to look at another piece of property and i don't know if you noticed there was a cemetery that you you drove by i did but okay uh and it's uh so we're driving by and there's this little kind of rickety sign there pinky cemetery and like the car gets quiet like you know us kids just whatever what's going on uh so my mom's maiden name is pinky as it turns out they uh so that's pinky cemetery there we actually have you know kind of second third fourth fifth whatever we move cousins here uh, whoa uh 
my grandma's really big into genealogy and uh, did some research on it. And somebody came from, you know, the east, came out west. They came here to Oregon, and I think it was two, I thought it was two brothers. Uh, one went south to Southern mm -hmm. California, and one kind of stayed around here. So we actually, even some of the, the old timers around here, like, we're related to them. That's crazy pretty much that had to have sold the property here like there's there's if i if i went through that like yeah whatever we're buying it you know if we're did you did they know that no not at all didn't know i mean at the didn't know that that was that was there at, at, at the at the moment that's bizarre it was crazy you can find out so much about you like so later in life yep that's crazy yep. so they buy this property mm -hmm. your family buys this property to farm Correct. So we started. Uh, uh, we started with just uh, hay, alfalfa. That's how everything was uh, uh -huh. here. Bef uh, starting, uh, and then uh, my dad, being a, uh, he's a little bit more of a uh, still conservative, but like let's try something new. And I remember talking about putting grapes, and like, no, nah, we can't do that. Uh, everybody's doing that. And this was, <laughs> what was this, like the mid '90s or something? Uh, and and uh, like nobody was. It wasn't grapes everywhere. I don't know what he was mm -hmm. thinking. Um, but we put in these, uh, we put in kiwis, actually. They're called hardy kiwis. They're little, uh, little small ones. Uh, they're, they're, they're not like fuzzy, whatever you can yeah. eat, the skins or whatever. Uh, there was zero market for it. And hey, this will be the new thing. And it was like just your classic, like complete oh, fail man. because oh, they, they, they came out, uh, they, you know, they, they got hit with frost in the spring. They mm -hmm. didn't go dormant. You know, early enough in the fall, got hit with fall frost, male, female plants. It totally just didn't work. The only bright side about it was the trellising and everything was there for, for grapes. So after a few years of this, like, this is not working, we put grapes in and and uh, did some more on the hillsides and hmm. started the, the vineyard. Wow. How many acres of grapes? We've got about 25. Okay. Here, which is plenty. So this was mid-90s. You were in high school? Yep. Okay. So he decides to make wine or at least grow grapes. Uh, no. Okay. No, not, not him. Uh, actually, it, and it's uh, kind of timelines are getting off here, but uh, this was probably closer to the early 2000s. Okay, uh, okay. Uh, after I was out of, out of high school. Uh, I don't think you were. I graduated high school in 98. What? Yeah. Are we the same age? No, I'm older than you, but... How, but how, how much? Uh, I graduated in 95. Oh, see? We would have been, like, at the same high school. Yeah, maybe. You would have been, like, that, like, the senior that all the girls, <laughs> yeah. like, had a crush on. Uh, what were you like in high school? Let's talk about high school for a second. Uh, um, I was the, uh, I was kind of the gearhead. So the only, only sport I played was baseball. So I just kind of played baseball and just stayed in the shop and, you know... Uh, awesome! You know, when you live out here, you can kind of get in trouble. So it was <laughs> what just stayed out of. Uh, it, it wasn't a townie at all. Uh, mm -hmm. I had fun. Did had you? Fun. Did you stay out of trouble? Uh, more or less. Okay. You know, uh, according to the authorities, I was out of trouble. Were you a good baseball player? I think I was the best ever. What position? Pitcher. Of course. Yep. Of course. Um, did you? At that time, did you know what you wanted to be when you grew up? Uh, no or are you way. still trying to figure that out? No way. Oh, yeah. Like, growing up? Yeah. I'll worry about that one later. Yeah. Uh, uh, no, we, uh, I had no no idea what I wanted to do. And, and I, you know, any, anybody, you know, high school-wise, like, you're supposed to figure out, like, what are you going to do with your life? Mm -hmm. like, there's no way you're going to know. Then. See, I think that's such a, I think we have to get out of this. Um, you know, my kiddo's 19. 20, sorry. He's not sure what he wants to be when he grows up. And no. who says you have to figure it out at 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, 21? I mean, I just, it's this idea and it's put so much pressure on young kids. Absolutely. It, it's awful. Like, yep. go, you know, my husband has a great idea. After you graduate, go explore for two years and then figure out what you want to do. Yep. But, I, I mean, I also think it's another thing with like going to college, whatever. Uh, and my theory on college is whatever you go to get your degree in, basically all you know is you're not going to do that later in your life. Totally. So. Well, there's a lot of there's a lot of <laughs> philosophy and psychology majors that are now winemakers. So correct. Putting uh, those degrees to good use. Yep. Uh, you know, and uh, but it's still like the whole 
you know, the college thing, whatever, is uh, it gives you a chance to kind of grow up a little bit more and mm-hmm. give you more time to figure out what, you know, kind of a vague direction that you would want to, to go. Did you go to college? I did. Where? Oregon State. Oregon State. Yep. You're a beaver. Absolutely. Did you graduate? I did graduate. Yay! In fact, all my siblings went there. We all, oh, all, no way. all went to Oregon State. I love it. Yep. What did you major in? Merchandising. Merchandising. So what did you what did you want to do with that? Uh, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> so it, actually, so I started. I was I was a mechanical engineer for I don't know maybe like two weeks. Uh, that was that was <laughs> I figured that one out. That was too hard. Uh, yeah. And then kind of moved to merchandising is kind of it was mostly in the school of business. Okay. So uh, kind of business oriented. I, I f- figured out the merchandising part had a. A more girls in it, better looking, so kind of <laughs> shifted that way. Uh, Shocking. Exactly. Uh, oh, that's awesome. Uh, and it was, you know, I en- ended up uh, after after Oregon State, I actually did an internship at Nordstrom. No way. Yeah. Where? Where? Nordstrom. Like Portland? Up in Clackamas. Clackamas Town Center. Awesome. So imagine me with a suit, you know, every day selling suits and, and stuff to the people. It was so... Kind of, I don't know if I've gone down or up now. <laughs> one of them. Uh, How long did that last? It was, was an internship. It was just an internship, so that okay. was like kind of the the last part of, to to graduate. Um, oh, I see. But what was interesting about to me about that is, you know, we've all been in Nordstrom and mm-hmm. the customer service, right? And that's mm-hmm. trying to carry that stuff on to to anything else. I think is is really important. Their kind of business culture of, you know. Uh, just being nice to everyone no matter no yeah. matter what it's not hard it's sometimes it is well yeah i take that back it, it's not hard to be kind it is sometimes difficult to be nice to other people correct yes okay was that a challenge for you <laughs> uh no you you eventually like you you just learn it and mm-hmm. uh you know in the wine business now like there's a lot of stuff that we can kind of carry over to that and uh hmm. uh yeah, so I, I I think that was a good learning experience for me. So, what did you do after you graduated? Uh, let's see. After graduation, uh, what year are we talking? So that was two thousand. Okay. Uh, so that's 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 when we started putting the grapes in down here. Okay. I kind of I, I figured out that I did not want to work in strictly retail mm-hmm. in the mall in Clackamas. Not um, that hard to figure that one out. Yeah. But, uh, I worked at a couple of clothing stores when I was in high school, and it was great, but that's that's a tough job. You yep. really have to love selling because there's a ton of pressure on you to sell a certain amount oh, every yeah. day. The commission part. It's you know, rough, uh, yeah. Like I, I, and then, uh, you know, people, it's all the, you know, under, uh, you know, your your. your employee number and then like Nordstrom was people returning stuff under your number there was mm-hmm. this like whole like battle of of stuff like I, I can't deal with this no. at all I hear you so at that point do you move home uh let's see I uh was home for a little bit and then uh what was that 2000 2001 mm-hmm. then ended up uh I was like you know what I can't do this so I actually went to school in Salem at Chemeketa like oh. take like oh, let's I'll learn about wine so we have all this land here right like dad I got an idea let's uh, I'll learn about wine let's put some grapes in and we'll be millionaires it'll be awesome so we did like fifty percent of that we failed on the millionaire part but we put everything else in uh, <laughs> so at the same time he decides to plant grapes you decide I'm gonna go learn about wine correct to make it to make it okay yep. okay. Um, and your dad at this point is like, was it like a partnership? Like, Hey, I can grow them. You can make it. Or did you want anything on the farming part? Uh, you know, what I wanted to do, I kind of figured out after all these, all these things was I wanted to, want to do a couple things. Wanted to make a product. Like I need to have, we just call it widgets, you know, like you need to make something. Yeah. Uh, but I also didn't want to be stuck in a factory just making stuff. I wanted to be outside you know growing up farming the uh-huh. whole time uh, needed to be doing something outside uh, but also didn't want to be just a you know muddy farmer or whatever I wanted to every once in a while you know go out to dinner be dressing you know dressing up do, doing stuff uh, like oh shoot it sounds like the wine business 
before I knew anything about it, like that, that sounds like what they do. You're mm -hmm. kind of outside and you're inside. Like, you know, this is, this could be cool. You know, just roll the dice. For sure. See how it goes. And you did. Yeah. So was the plan to, obviously, if you're learning how to make wine, the plan wasn't to sell the grapes that your dad's growing. It was to make wine here for Correct. you guys for Absolutely. to sell. So everything okay. that we planted here was was specifically made or put in like stuff that would do well here in this area, mm -hmm. but also stuff that we would want to make into wine. So like doing a like a Rhone blend. So we put Grenache, uh, Syrah, Mavedra in to uh, make a blend. So it was all everything was based on the the winery here, keeping all of our grapes and being able to keep everything in house and make our own stuff. Did you at some point go somewhere else to further your education or was it all here? Uh, no. Um, so after, after doing a couple classes there at, uh, uh, in Chemeketa in Salem, I ended up, uh, uh, you know, uh, it's getting, gosh, it was probably, uh, let's see, must've been like August. Uh, oh, that, so this thing comes up on one of the teacher's doors, you know, a uh, harvest, uh, intern. And this was up in the Willamette Valley at Domain mm -hmm. Serene. Mm -hmm. uh, and it was one of those pieces of paper with the little tags on the bottom, you know, like. Yeah. And so, like, oh, this sounds awesome. There was one missing. And like, huh. So I pulled the whole thing off. The whole paper off. Because I, I didn't want anybody else to see brilliant. it. Brilliant. Oh, that's super smart, right? That's so smart. I, was, I went to college. Yeah. That's, what I, that's what I learned. That's well, I've what, never even thought of doing that. <clears throat> take the whole thing off. You're such a rebel. So the best part about it was, like, that one that was missing that was the guy I ended up working with there. Uh, I told him the whole story. I'm still friends with him, and it was. Uh, uh, I don't. I don't know if anybody else applied. You know, if they had awesome. sheets somewhere else. But, That's awesome. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Was it? Were they looking for as many as they could, or just one? Uh, I think they needed a couple, uh, <laughs> and so it, maybe it ended up working out. Uh, I mean, obviously, I didn't tell everyone there, but that was. Uh, that was kind of the start of my wine kind of making career. At Domain Serene. Domain Serene. Okay, correct. I just interviewed Vince Vadreen. Yep. He also worked at Domain Serene. He did. Serene. He was there right after I left. Oh really? Yep. Um. It seems like the wine industry is fairly small, but yeah, also, but absolutely. also big. I don't know. Is that uh, accurate? Yeah, I mean, if if you go kind of regionally, Oregon sure. is obviously small, but everyone kind of knows right. of each other. Uh, um, talking to Vince about Domain Serene, um, he said, "I I basically asked the question: Is that is that winery sort of the perception that people have when they think about wine if they don't know a lot about wine that it's." very upscale it's kind of not out of reach but when yeah. people when people have mis misconceptions about the wine industry that's the kind of that's the winery i think most people think about i would i would agree and i'd almost uh kind of bring it bring it back to that's like you go off of like napa that's what you kind of exactly see big, big places everyone kind of thinks that uh you know, I remember going to down in temecula going to a, one of the first kind of tasting rooms i went to and like man this is this is crazy, you know, tons of money here. And, uh, you know, obviously I have to show my ID to make sure I'm 21, you know, and uh, trying to act cool. I have no idea, like swirling my glass, like stuff's flying everywhere. And they have no idea what, what I'm doing, you know. Uh, uh, but it was, you know, like once you get past that, then you kind of realize that there's still just human beings around there. Some yeah. places are a little snobbier than others. Yeah. Uh, and, and some are super cool. There's a winery, one of my first in uh, – I think it's in Napa. Ledson Winery. I don't know if you've heard of it. <laughs> Is that in Napa or Sonoma? There, I think Sonoma. Sonoma. So I had just graduated college. My parents are like, let's go to the wine country. I've always wanted to go. And we see this castle-looking mansion. It is. And I'm like, let's go there. Absolutely. We go there, and it was my really my first experience in a tasting room. Same thing. Yep. And they pour, I don't remember what it was, in this big, huge glass. They pour a little taste. They tell us to smell it. Then he takes the glass and lays it completely. Yeah, puts it on the side. Yeah. And rolls the glass up and down the bar. And then he's like, now smell it. And I'm like, I mean, I guess it smelled a little different, but being 21 years old. Did it amaze you doing that that parlor trick? It was it was cool. I think then, <laughs> yeah. now, if someone did that, I would be like, come on. Really? Yep. Give me a break. Yep. Just, you could put it in a jelly jar and... And, and that's it. the stuff that we that we do here. So you you still have the the new wine tasters, you know, come in be amazed by stuff like that, mm -hmm. and then you know the old codgers like 
mostly like me. Yeah, I was uh, going to say the crotchety yeah. ones like you <laughs> yeah. and me. We're just like, just give me a glass just, of wine. Just leave me alone. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So um, you are at Domain Serene doing this harvest internship. Mm-hmm. So was that, I mean, being from like a farming family, was that brutal for you? Because I've heard harvest is pretty, oh, no it can way. be pretty gnarly. It was. Uh, Do you the, have a blast? Yeah, no, I thought it was awesome. The, the one thing that, so during all, uh, right before I started there, uh, one thing I forgot to, to mention. So right out of uh, right out of high school, I went into the Marines. Oh, I didn't so, know that. So I was a, uh, it was just, I went to the reserve, in, in the reserves, I was a, uh, a heavy equipment operator. Hmm. Nice. So do, doing harvest was like, give me a break. Piece of cake. Uh, shut up. Like, I don't, like, don't complain. This is, this is fine. You know? Yeah. So the reserves work at, like you, do you, did you go to boot camp or? Of course. Okay. But then are you signed up for a certain amount of time? Yep. Okay. So how, how long were you signed up for then? It was, uh, uh eight years total. So six years kind of doing, you know, your one week in a month, your yes. two weeks in the summer. Okay. Uh, so I started 95, was kind of out in 2003. Okay. Uh, so even when I was at Domain Street and that was 2001, I was still kind of on the, mm-hmm. you know, on Uncle Sam's, you know, list. Sure. Uh, it was also, and I, and I ended up being kind of right in between, you know, some conflicts, uh, which they didn't, uh, ended up not needing our unit to, to go anywhere. I was going to so, ask, did you get deployed anywhere? Uh, it, I did not, but well, I was right in between like yeah. everything. What were the conflicts? The, this well, was you, what, early 2000s? So that was... So you oh. had, you know, Iraq in, in early uh, 2000 right. and then, you know, uh, Desert Storm, you know, yeah. in, the, in the 90s. Yep. Okay. Um, but you were done after eight years? Yep. Okay. Um, why join the Marines? You know... Uh, I don't know. Uh, just wanting to, uh, maybe it was just the recruiter or whatever coming by, but mm-hmm. you know, it, it didn't take that much to convince me. Like, do you want to be the best? Yeah. Duh. <laughs> right. Where do I sign? Just a not a sucker, but uh, yeah. I mean, and it definitely changes, you know, you like a person, like sure. anybody doing doing that stuff. Like, you become a you have a different outlook on on everything, and, and it made it, everything here that that we do like. Give me a break. Mm-hmm. There's nobody shooting at you. you know? For sure. <laughs> How, uh, so quit complaining. Did that help pay for school? Of course. Nice. Yep. So you were in school and in the Marines yep. and doing all this internship and in the Marines all at the same time. Yep. Um, you're very patriotic. Of course. Yes. Absolutely. We, When setting up this camera, you asked if it was going to be towards the flagpole because you said, if it is, I got to raise the American flag. Yep. Where does that come from? Uh... I don't know. I mean, I, I, you know, my family, like we've always been patriotic yeah. and just over, you know, definitely boot camp and stuff like that kind of mm-hmm. puts it, you know, puts it in there uh, into your into your brain. But uh, like overall, like there's no way that you could do the stuff that we have done here, you know, I think anywhere else. Totally. Uh, and and I, it bugs me that people, you know, kind of, you know, especially now that people are kind of missing that thing, mm-hmm. you know, like we're you know, yelling and screaming at each other. Hey, everybody, relax. Do you think being patriotic falls into uh, party lines? Meaning, does it seem like more Republicans or... Um, are, this is going to get I fun. Know. I, <laughs> keep drinking. <laughs> um, I, I don't know how to pose this question because I think that was a dumb question to ask where does it come from, your your patriotism, because... I'm super patriotic, but I think I went through a time in my life where I wasn't so much. Mm-hmm. And now looking at it, I love this country, like love this country. And it's such an amazing place to live. But do you feel like being patriotic falls into certain categories? Like if you're a Republican, you obviously, yes, you're very patriotic. If you're this, mm, not so much. Yeah, and, and, and I think hopefully this kind of answers that it, it, it kind of bugs me that it, it ends up being these like two party lines like For sure. who cares like, we're still americans you know like mm-hmm. we just think different ways so mm-hmm. why do we have to like why do we have to if i'm one color red and you're blue like why do we have to fight you know like, like there there is a what is red and blue purple right mm-hmm. where's the purple party mm-hmm. like, whatever maybe maybe that'll come up good point Let's do it. Let's start it right now. Uh, the purple party. It, it, uh, 
maybe it'll maybe it's already happening maybe I, yeah I, I don't know but but i think uh that you know, there is you know the, the some people I think more Republican wise tend to be seem to be more re- Republican, seem you know, to or be. more patriotic. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, but I, I don't think that's the case. You know, I mean, there's all these news people, you know, that are. What was it? <laughs> yeah. Oh, they're out there. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, you know that. You know, you kind of hear certain certain things, but I I think overall, I think everyone you know we we think. Like no matter how like smart or, or uh, not smart we are, like everyone's brains yeah. are working, and we all have our own ideas. Even though though uh, we might say one thing or the other, you know, eventually we'll uh, you know you see stuff in the polls like how things come out. Yeah, the- I just feel it seems, and I could be absolutely wrong. I think it just seems if you're if you don't like the way that things are going in this country then you're automatically labeled as not very patriotic. And I just don't think that's accurate. I it's, think you can yeah. hate the way things are going, but still yeah. love this land that you live 100%. in. hundred percent. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Yeah. You know, and, and, and that's, that's one of the things about this place is that, you know, we have the rights to be able to do that. For sure. Which is awesome. For sure. So awesome. And if we, I think if we all were maybe a little bit more patriotic and really thought about how much we love this country that we live in, maybe we would take better care of it. Maybe. Maybe. Whew. Off script. That was. Went on that tangent. That that was off script. I may cut this part out. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) Um, So where were we? You were at Domaine Serene. Yep. Uh, All right. So we were. uh, Wrapping up in the Marines. Correct, uh, and, and then just started. So basically, I just ended up. I, I loved it. that first harvest was was awesome. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it was you know you're 13, maybe 14 hours a day, uh, just just going. You know, stuff, fruits coming in, uh, getting in the fermenters, uh, driving forklifts around. I mean, like you, it was you were just running. And, you were loving it. Oh, it, it was it was awesome. I mean, I was 23 or mm-hmm. something. Like just you know. Could run around, you know, could jump on and off a forklift, no big deal. Nowadays, if I jump off the forklift, I, my knee would probably blow out. <laughs> you know? Oh, my back! Yeah, exactly. Uh, <laughs> uh, so it was, it was, it was so, so cool. Like I, I had that. That was one of the best times, like ever. That's and awesome. then I ended up. Uh, it was a new, it was a new building, new winery, and I ended up getting hired on and stayed there through what 2008. So it won to through the 07 harvest mm-hmm. and uh loved it were you just kind of the worker bee at the, the whole time <laughs> when i started yep so kind of the same thing to me as, as the the marine so i didn't i didn't go in and i could have been to been an officer since i went to school could have done that i didn't want i wanted to i, I think it's good for people to start at the bottom work your way up I totally agree uh, just so you know as you're leading people or you're in charge of people like you know what they're going through mm-hmm. and i think you're a better leader better manager whatever it is better boss by by doing that yes so, so yeah. starting at the bottom at the mainstream was the way to go i so agree with you and i i tell that to my reporters all the time i'll never ask you to do anything that i wouldn't be willing to do myself or i haven't already done myself there you go so if they're just like what you want me to do what and it's like hey I, i've done it you can do it i promise because you've done the grind you know uh, for uh, sure like doing those those things and it's so then when you tell or ask somebody to to do that mm-hmm. you know uh, when you know if there's any like lip <laughs> kind of back to you like uh-uh right no i think you're respected more too when you have gone through the ranks and it's like yep. look i've done all the things that you've done maybe a little bit more so stop your whining you're fine Correct. You know, and over the older we get, the uh, you know maybe we're you know things are different now than they were ten years ago, which mm-hmm. I'm sure sure they are. But uh, the, the the core is still there. So, what did you end up? What was your t- role at Domain Serene when you left? I was the <laughs> seller master. <coughs> seller master. Seller master. Wow. How about that for a job title? Actually, it's on. It was on. It's on your card too. That's pretty nice. Cool. So frame that. Like, <laughs> yeah. like, what does that mean? What uh, does it mean? It just means you're kind of so there. It, it, it kind of goes winemaker, assistant winemaker, cellar master. Nice. I'm gonna see if I can change my title to newsmaster. You should. I think that'd be really good. I'm gonna work on that. So why why leave? Why did you decide to leave? The uh, uh, decision to leave was to build a winery down here. 
so all we had was just a vineyard. Like, hey, it's time for us to make our own wine, mm -hmm. build our own place. So we built our own winery. Was your dad this whole time selling grapes? Yep. Okay, to who? Uh, we, we sold grapes uh, mostly up to the Willamette Valley. Nice. That, those were my contacts were up there. So while oh, okay. I was, you know, uh, working up there was putting together deals, trying to uh, uh, get kind of these warmer southern, warmer southern Oregon climate uh, nice. grapes to to everyone up north those folks up north like our grapes down here i think they do they do and they they do well uh you know and uh but it took a lot of work i mean there, I there's bet. a lot of driving uh i remember you know and my dad used to drive all the you know we would deliver all the grapes so it's a four-hour drive you know up north Man. so a lot of a lot of road time so mm. you guys physically delivered all those grapes absolutely dang like renting a truck? Did you buy a truck? Yeah, we, we end up getting our own stuff. Of course, you have to. Yep. So you want to build a winery here in yep. Southern Oregon on this land? Correct. Okay, so is it this that this we're sitting? Okay. This is it. When did this start? When did construction start? Oh, this is a, this is a this is a good one. So we started <laughs> construction two thousand and eight. Okay. If you remember that time, it was the, the economy was tanking. It was pretty crap for some reason somebody told me that uh and, and i don't know if this is true or not but uh, like this might have been one of the bigger construction projects down here at that time because this place yeah i mean a lot of concrete and just stuff going on here uh, i don't know if i believe that but uh i do know that it took us a year to build this place kind of mm -hmm. 2000 summer of 08 we were open summer of 2009 uh, and i do know that the uh if any contractor came in and was late, they were gone, and there were 10 people behind them to fill in because nobody was building anything. Why would you build stuff when everything's going downhill? True. It's a good time to do it. Genius. Well, <laughs> hopefully it's genius, you know. Uh, it, it gets it done quick, but it's yeah. also like, uh, so you're going to open up when, you know, the economy's not, you know, good. Right. Yeah. So that was, so construction started in the summer of 08? Yep. And then this opened in 09? Correct. It was like a year to, to do this building. And you had people chomping at? Uh, 100%, you know, 100%. Uh, it was because uh, there wasn't, nobody was building anything. There, there was nothing going on anywhere. So that year, was that, in your opinion, was that quick or was that really slow? Uh, I think that's super, super quick. Okay, uh, okay, just curious. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, it's so centrally located out here, too. Just kidding. <laughs> I'm giving you a hard time. Um, so you guys opened in 09. You're making the wine? Yep. Is there a winery here? Is like So you were making wine on site? So the, the, the 2000, our first wine was 2005. So we made that up mm. in the Willamette Valley at another facility. So 2005, 6, and 7 Okay. were another facility. 2008, when we started here... That's when I left the mainstream, and we, uh, I, I went to another custom crash facility, and I was 100% doing everything wow. there. Uh, and so eventually, like knowing that we wanted to open the doors here and mm -hmm. have wine to put out, Cause it takes a couple years for you to, to have wine. Right. Uh, so opening your know, building, a building, opening it, and having to wait a couple years till you have product is not very smart. So you should do it beforehand, so you have something to. You throw on the table. <laughs> that's, a, that's a good point. You show up to a tasting room and you want yeah. to taste some wine. Correct. But you guys had wine when you opened, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Did. yeah. Uh, and that was, you know, I, I thought we, you know, thought it through and uh, the wines are good. Shoot, they're still good. They're so really good. Yeah, the, the wines are really good. So how long um, is Folan Cellars open for? So we, that was what, oh, nine, we, we kind of, kind of based on, it, we had some, you know, family health issues. Uh, mm -hmm. I remember. And, and that was uh, kind of one of the things to kind of close down the, the Folin brand. That was 2016 was the last vintage that we did for Folin Cellars mm -hmm. here. In fact, when there was the announcement that this was closing, a lot of people were kind of like, what? So soon? Why? You just opened. That, that was the feeling. Which is, you know, it, 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 yeah, it, tell me about it. Like I was, it still, still kind of eats away at me. Uh, you know, it takes a while for a winery to, to make itself known. Like you start out with, uh, you open a place, like you're good for a couple of years because you're in the new place. And there's somebody else coming in. Now you're older. You're not cool and hip anymore. Uh, 
you gotta like you gotta not reinvent yourself how do you make people want to keep coming back out here you yeah. gotta you gotta mix it up uh, so you're kind of these you know brutal years you know you're three through i would say like seven or eight you know where you're just kind of yeah you're kind of not a has-been but uh yeah you're just I kind of in saying. this middle ground and right. then and then that's like the i and I, I don't know how many people have told me this it's it's a uh, depending on what you do, it's about a 10 year process, you know, for, for a winery to kind of be wow. making money. That's a long time. Yeah. So you guys close. Correct. Um, because of family health issues. Yep. What do you do at this point? So. Cause you're co- the winemaker here. Oh yeah. No, this is my, this is my place. Right. This, you know, it's your, the last name on the, on the bottles. Like, well, like I, maybe it's the Marine thing, whatever. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, you know, I'm, I'm not retreating. Right Good. Now. There's no way I'm gonna retreat. So all I did was uh, make another another brand name and just kind of keep keep just kind of re a, a new new label. So the Ryan Rose. Okay. Label. Why Ryan Rose? What's the significance there? So Ryan Rose is my daughter's middle names. Addison Ryan and Taylor Rose. Love it. I was wondering if it was related to a a child. Yep. It's two two um, monsters. How old are they? <laughs> How old are they? They are uh, almost 13 and 11. Wow. Yep. Oh, that's a fun age. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's a good time. <laughs> Hence the monster. Uh, oh, man. I was awful. Like, from 12 to maybe 16, I was the worst human being on the planet. Well, that, Sorry. You know, that's what, you know, you know I always wanted girls mm-hmm. just because I know what I was like as, as a kid. Like, I, okay. I did not want to be responsible for somebody that behaved like I did right. as, a, as a kid. Having a little buyer's remorse right now. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, Just teasing. So I got the got the two girls and they're they're actually awesome. Uh, That's good. That's and that good. was, you know, so try to do a, a, a wine you know, off them, you know, uh, that was kind of my, my kind of joke of of the whole brand is like, well, eventually I can just leave them a bunch of debt and they can, they can deal with it when I'm gone. <laughs> That's so good. As soon as this place closes, you start Ryan Rose. Yep. Okay. Um, and it didn't really close. I mean, we just kind of sold through the inventory, the full inventory that we had. And right. I just, you know, kind of kept wine, you know, being made and, and just kind of moved it through. Yeah. It's still for sale. Correct. So the tasting room is still for sale. Yep. The land, the, all of the, everything? Just a, a small portion of okay. the of the grapes and land that's right here around the the wineries. Gotcha. Sure. Okay. What's the goal for this? Obviously to sell it, but you know, like I, you know, my goals would be different than my folks' goals and my siblings and and mm-hmm. everybody involved. Uh, I think it was we just needed some time to kind of figure out like how to how we want to move forward. And okay. so the first thing was kind of closing shop okay. I do my own thing and uh uh which was you know not the not the best family you know wise uh so we've had some uh interesting you know Christmas how so uh, were they upset with you of course I'm, I'm the oldest one you know like I'm the one that got this thing going and uh now it's it's stopping and I see you know, like yeah, there is ugh. some people not happy with you can we talk about politics again? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> we'll move on. We'll move on. Um, well, I think are things better now? Yeah. Okay. We're, we're doing everything. Are Christmas is easier? They, they are. They, you know, <laughs> time, you know, they, you know, heals all wounds, right? For yeah. sure. For yeah. sure. It, it, yeah. There's so a, doing better. there's a Casey Musgrave song. Um, it's called family is family. And she has one line where, you know, at Christmas, they all get up in your business. Yep. But at the end of the day, family's family. Yep. So. And you, and it's, you know, those, those things are still going on here, you know, working somewhere else. But, uh, you know, we, when the call comes in, hey, you know, what do you think of the, the pH on, on these? Like, I, I still answer those questions, you know, mm-hmm. trying to make everything work. Sure. Whether you want to or not. You Keep know, it like, smooth. Keep you it have smooth. to do it. That's, that's the family part. Like, you, you have just, to. You have to. Um, so you're starting up Ryan Rose, but you have, you have to work, right? Of course, so, somebody wh- somebody's gotta gotta make some money somewhere. So, did you? I mean, where were you started to do winemaking? So, so once we uh, once we kind of closed everything here, I was kind of in this. I took a little little time off uh, since I was a baseball pitcher, mm-hmm. right? Uh, my shoulder blew out, 
Mm. And so I had shoulder surgery. So I kind of had this like downtime, couldn't really do a lot, which mm-hmm. kind of time did okay. Uh, and then I was trying to, uh, I was talking to Eric Weisinger and he was trying to hook me up with working in New Zealand. Yeah, let's go overseas. I never had the chance when I was at Domain Strain to work a harvest anywhere else because I was, I was too motivated to, to keep moving forward at, at my job, you know, move, work my way For up. For sure. Uh, and then the story with that was that that, <laughs> that country would not let me in. New Zealand wouldn't let they you in. They wouldn't let me in. They uh they they they're very very strict on you know people coming in and uh, working there because they think they they stay and don't don't leave. Uh, so I wasn't able to get a job there based on. I, I don't even know what it was. They they just wouldn't let me work there. They took one look at you and they were like, nope. Maybe I, I, it was. It's you know, and I was I was clean shaven. I, I it wasn't crazy, you know. Uh, That's bizarre. That's yeah. weird why they wouldn't. But it turned out that uh, since when that didn't happen, uh, you know, uh, she maybe a month later, uh, the the winemaker at Belfiore in Ashland uh, was leaving and uh, ended up getting the job, the winemaker job there. And that's where you are still. Correct. Awesome. How's that going? It's cool. You I like mean, it? I, I, that, that place is, is awesome. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, it's, uh, if anybody you know, you ever, ever been there. It's beautiful. Uh, yeah, it's, it's a big, it's kind of, to me, it's like the Domain Serene of down here. Nice. So, like, I, I tend to just kind of be around nice facilities. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you, you like to work in nice places, I, I do. Like. Uh, I, I do. Uh, and, uh, but that, uh, you know, there's, um, Belfiore's, you know, had a, you know, Reputation wise, I think the place is great. You know, wines have been, you know, here or there, whatever, it doesn't even matter to, to me. But it's like that, that winery is so, to me, is so important for the Southern Oregon mm-hmm. uh, that I was like, man, this is, this is, hey, Rob, this is your chance. Man, yeah, like, make this place awesome. Okay, I know I can do it. I know it. Like, and I will do it. Like, that's, mm-hmm. that's just mm-hmm. by force of will, it will happen. Uh, and trying to bring that place up and make it make it good just for the owner there the owners and and, uh for everyone working there but and almost more importantly but more for southern oregon as a whole for sure that's that that's super super important to me Mm -hmm. for for that place to 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 show well to have good wines be a nice place and so anybody that that comes here from california from north dakota they they don't even care that if they go they're like man southern oregon's kind of got it going because we do we do have it going I, I agree you won an award at the Oregon Wine Experience in the competition yep. was yep. it a gold or double gold uh you don't for, even for, for which brand oh that's right you won too yeah. that's right it's so lame gosh it's not lame it's super no just saying it that way is, is lame uh, it's not lame so you won you what did you what did Bell Fiore win so they got a, a double gold for their for the 2015 Malbec that's right which is one that I didn't I didn't ferment that wine. Mm-hmm. Uh, I it was kind of a, a gift from the previous winemakers. Nice. Uh, um, but it, I did some blending on it and got it together. Got a bottled. Uh, so it's kind of a tough one. Like who who takes credit for that? Like I to me like I don't I don't need it. Like I don't necessarily. Hmm. And like we go we can, uh, man we can talk about like awards and stuff. I mean to me like they're good. I think they help sell wine. But I, I just really. I know if the wines are good or not. You, you don't know, need an award. I, I yeah. don't at all. Nice. And I got 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 a brand with my kids' names on it. Like I know those wines are good. Like I I am, hundred percent content. What did Ryan Rose win? Uh, let's see. We did a did okay with a, with a Pinot. That's right. And a Mavedra and a, a Rosé. Nice. Who cares? What did the Rosé? He just <laughs> said, "Who cares." I'm just asking the question, sir. I know. Yes. Um, but that's still, I mean, it's pretty awesome that in in the entire state of, of Oregon, there's two wines, lots of wines that you're making and you're getting recognized for that. Yep. You know, and, and that's, you know, and, and there, there, there are so many good and, and talented winemakers mm-hmm. here and, you know, awesome vineyards. And it's, I, I think the these awards kind of show that the wines are, they kind of give proof that the wines are good. Yeah. Uh, and everyone is, you know, as long as you like, you can do, you can do well, as long as you hundred percent in, 
I mean, that's the wine business. If you're not in 100% is almost not enough. What's the goal for you to stay at Belfiore or eventually have have Ryan Rose? Uh, Do you want another tasting room? No, uh, I think the goal would be to, I, I don't want to leave Belfiore at all. Because we still, there, there's lots to do there. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Ryan Rose uh, thing kind of lets me the, uh, do my own, exactly what I want. If I wanted to do a, uh, the, you know, make make a Chardonnay with uh, put hops in it. I can do it here. Yeah, I'm not gonna do that, but uh, but I could, you know. Versus, you know, Belfiore, which wouldn't wouldn't make sense there. So the Ryan Rose is my kind of playing ground of sure. doing exactly what I want to do. It's your burger shack. It's yep. like you know, you're a a fancy French chef at a three star Michelin restaurant, and then you open up a, a burger hut on the side because you just like making cheeseburgers that was you know now that you brought that up i had meant to meant to bring this up was uh you know uh, you, you were asking earlier about the uh what made me want to be into this business when yeah. i was saying like wanting to work outside you know be inside mm-hmm. another thing that it wasn't quite there early on but is definitely there now is the food component of it food food are you a foodie i am i love to cook you know, and making no like, way, uh, absolutely making weird stuff. You know, that's uh, so so at home. You know, like I, whenever I'm, you know, the the chef for the night or whatever, uh-huh. it's uh, it's always something just weird. You know, uh, the kids aren't gonna touch. My wife probably like, uh, I don't know. Well, wait, what's weird to you? I don't know. There's whatever, like, like go out. And, I mean, I love like you know going out and getting morels, getting mushrooms. That's not weird. Morels no. are amazing. I, they, I, I agree. No one else in my house will touch them. Really? No way. Uh, Not even your wife? No. Hmm. What's wrong with these people? I, uh, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> but like do, doing stuff like that and, and like seeing the, those flavors that come out, you know, like when you're making stuff and just kind of kind of learning like how to how to make a, a dish is, is, is so awesome because it, it's, it's very close to making making a wine. Yeah. You know, like you're but building so up. But so different, Correct. I'm assuming. Well, you can do it, you know, every night versus making wine. You get one chance a year. Yeah. Is that kind of your outlet? cooking i i love it do love you it. are you a stick to the recipe kind of guy or look at a recipe see what goes into it how it, the process and then do it on your own so recipes are horrible to me it's, it's why i can't make beer at all because that's kind of following a recipe and like oh. every time i've made beer okay. i just can't follow the recipe hey you know at, at uh 45 minutes put you know this in like no. No. I'm going to wait a while and then, you know, put this in because that feels better. Uh, you know, they, so cooking is the, 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 the same way of, you know, uh, one clove of garlic. Like, what does one clove of garlic Thank do? Thank you. I was just going to say that. One cl- Who puts one clove of garlic so in a So a clove dish? of garlic is like the whole thing, right? It should be because <laughs> it's not like one little piece. Like one little piece does nothing. Does nothing at all. Like, oh, like man. why Mom's would you get fired up? Why would you ever put just one clove of garlic? Like, Honey, uh, preach. Yes. I like no. Like, they just use the whole thing. Right. You know, uh, and and it's like one small clove of garlic. Get out of here with that garbage. It's it's ridiculous. It's stupid. I agree yep. with you. I I love to cook too. Like I, from this in the south. I mean, that's where I'm from. My whole all of my family cooks, even to this day. We're just big foodies always in the kitchen that's where everybody gathers so i feel you there i absolutely love to cook and and that's where it kind of ties into the to the wine thing once you're Mm -hmm. once you're cooking you know then everyone's hanging out in in the kitchen i think that's why a lot of our you know houses these days we have the big open kitchens right like that's so everyone can kind of big old island yeah table for sure so so what do you do like you if if you're starting to to make a, a dinner or lunch whatever it is uh well you get a Ideally, this is the path that it should go. So you should have a bottle of bubbles first. That's how you start. Do do it right. Is you you should savor it. Just uh, you know. Okay. Uh, but if you don't have that, then it's like you get the bottle. You get the bottle of white wine, like because you can cook with that and, and do whatever. Cook with some white wine. Drink a little bit of white wine. So sure. you fill your fill your glass and you start you know doing stuff. You're cutting it up. You kind of forget where your glass is because you're you know busy. And then uh. You know, next thing you know, like oh, let's let's open some red wine. You know, it's For getting sure. close to yeah. the time, and, and and like you follow follow that path. You don't have to be like putting down, you know, five bottles of each at all. Just even just just, just little, one. Don't yeah. even have to finish it. No. 
They're Don't just, have to finish the bottle. Yeah. That's what those little thingies are for. Absolutely. And I just like making something, having that glass of white wine or even bubbles there as as um, trying to make you know some sort of food. It's like always kind of little, like, yeah, there you go. Of course. Put a little bit in there. I like, does, I like you so much more right now than I did when this interview started. I kind of kind of knew that the food thing would We're just would, would total buddies there. That's exactly you. how I work. So I was waiting until it was a little later on. <laughs> Warm everything <laughs> up a little bit. Yeah. No, glass of bubbles when you're cooking, glass of white wine when you're cooking. Absolutely. And then whiskey after. There you go. If depending on, you know, how the, how the wine <laughs> drinking went through dinner. And, and then sure. the whiskey at the end, you know, and then you can also go to, you know, to your ports or ports? whatever. And mm-hmm. it's uh so doing doing these things, like minimum would be, uh, I'd get, I would re- get rid of a bottle of white wine, a bottle of red wine, and some sort of maybe an after dinner, if it was a port or whatever, which is awesome because then that creates real estate in my cellar, which is just overflowing. So it's not about, you know, uh, cellar-wise, it's not about getting wine. I got a plenty of that. It's like just trying to remove stuff so I can put more, okay. put more in. Sweet. I'm coming over to your house then. Do you, it's pretty, I think you it's You have fun. a nice cellar? Yes. Lots of lots of wines that I have, you know, zero time to to drink. You know, just I'm not gonna drink. Oh, them all dude, I'll own. come over. That's um, done. Okay, you're sweet. gonna need a driver home. Sweet. Okay. Since we're not centrally located. You're not centrally. <laughs> <laughs> uh, when did you meet your wife? We met at OSU in the dorms, freshman year. Scandalous. It was. Co-ed dorms. Uh, they were. It was by floors. Oh. So every minute I were on the third, she was on the second floor. Nice, nice. And you guys got married when? We got married in 2003. It's been 16 years. Awesome. Awesome. That's so it's cool. Been a while. Yeah. It's been a while. Um, so you're, you're still working, obviously, at Belfiore. Just yep. really just killing it over there. I think so. I think you are, I too. I believe. I think a lot yeah. of people think you are. Good. I read in your bio online, you know, Rob's not your typical winemaker. No way. What's a typical winemaker, though? That kind of annoys me. Sorry. Like, what's a typical winemaker? I think you're absolutely the part. Well, yeah, I don't know. I mean, what do you... Yeah, that's kind of a... Because you don't wear a suit? Because you drive a truck? I don't know. I I, I think these are kind of preconceived, like, notions of the same thing uh, of what a a Napa winery is versus, you know, here. uh, Because I read that in an article, too, about you, that you're just, he's not the typical winemaker. And I'm just like, says who? I don't know. Just throwing that out there. I do like to uh, uh, think that, you know, it's, you know, not necessarily like, uh, I know I'm not the best spoken person you know uh I definitely drink uh, i'm pretty sure i drink more beer than the majority of the <laughs> winemakers at least the ones that i know here like i i can doesn't mean i can outdo them i but, like uh, to call it cleansing your palate it, it absolutely is mm-hmm. so shoot i've done a uh you know wine judging where that's what we had a, we had coors light in between the as a as a palate <laughs> cleanser you know and it because it's just like yeah whatever it just kind of gives you a baseline uh. and uh yeah, yeah. Typical winemaker. I don't really know what that I that either. is. I, I think that's kind of an older statement mm-hmm. that is maybe not so appropriate now, or, 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 or makes sense now. But uh, yeah, I would agree. Um, we're gonna wrap up just a little bit so we can yep. get to the final three, so we can talk more about food. Okay, perfect. That's the last question. Um, but just to kind of reiterate, you're winemaker at Belfiore, but you're still just doing this Ryan Rose on the side. Where can mm-hmm. people get Ryan Rose wine? So right now it's just uh, through the tasting room here, or you got to find a way to get a hold of me. He, this tasting room, formerly known as Fullen Cellars. Cellars. Yep. Um, if this place sells, will you still continue to do Ryan Rose? Yeah. Okay. Where? Somewhere? Yeah, figure it out. You'll figure it out. I feel like that's kind of how your whole life has been. You know, the, I'll just figure it out. You know, you can you can try to plan everything like super far in advance, and I'm the I'm the worst at overthinking things. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I've been trying to kind of bring it back a little bit and just let's kind of just flow, go yeah. with the flow. I'm very jealous of people like you that just kind of I don't want to say you float through life, but you've just gone through life and things have just worked out for you. Yep. You could probably say the same for me, but I, I need a plan. I need I need things to be in boxes, and yep. I just don't see you being that way. 
I, I would love to have that happen. That would make me, like, I would feel a lot more, uh, not happy, but just a little more, uh, feel like I'm more in control. But it, it, like, it doesn't matter what we do, that th- things always change. You got to be ready for, mm-hmm. for that curveball coming in. Always be ready for it. And, nice and, you baseball know, like, analogy. <laughs> thank you. Uh, you know, there's, uh, and that was like just trying to plan everything out, even even like just like this this whole place, mm-hmm. put grapes in, build a winery. Mm-hmm. Like th- there was a, obviously a huge long-term plan, and it didn't quite it didn't come out that way. It based didn't. on either poor decisions on my part or, uh, you know, just economic, you know, conditions, mm-hmm. whatever it is. Uh, so at some point you do have to have, you know, kind of the grain of salt, you know, just. Be, sure. be willing to to adjust accordingly. Yeah, I'm not good at that. I mean, I try to be, and I think I can get there, but uh, we're going through a huge transition at work where we're completely moving our whole operation to the Mail Tribune, yep. which is downtown. Um, we're also, at the same time, learning a complete new way of editing video. I am freaking out. And all of my 22, 23-year-old reporters are like, meh. And yep. I'm just, like, panicking the whole time. I'm just the old woman in the newsroom freaking out. And that's, you know, everyone makes fun of the, the younger generation, but that, that is such a, it's actually a really valuable skill to be able to have that mentality. Hey, yeah. It's all right. Like, just, I agree. Just go with it. Mm-hmm. And we, yes. we have problems with it, and, but they, they don't because they've always been in, in shifting times. I know. I'm, I'm jealous of that. So, but it's good because we're all in the newsroom together. So they're teaching me to just go with it. And I'm teaching them to panic. <laughs> yeah, great. Be urgent. Yeah, which is, uh, <laughs> that uh, is funny. Yeah. Panic. That's a good word. Good word. Um, we actually had our old morning anchor, noon anchor. She, w- she was hilarious, but she would run down the stairs to the studio if she was stressed out. And she would scream, everybody panic. So, yeah. That's good. Good and, times. And, you know, then eventually, like, you do it a couple of times, like, no one does. And and you, or maybe they mm-hmm. do. Then you find the ones that are, like, hey, you got to talk to them. It's, it's okay. It is okay. It's all going to be okay. It will It will be all right. All right, Rob Folan, let's get yep. to the final three okay. that you said you ignored. You ignored my final three questions that I prepped yep. you on. Thank you. You're welcome. Uh, <laughs> best advice you've ever been given. Let's see. Uh, I mean, that can go anywhere but kind of keeping it to to tie in with, with this whole thing was a uh, was the winemaker at Domain Serene mm-hmm. uh, uh, he said you know you know Rob you know, I was trying to ask you know how like how he got to where he's at like how he learned all this stuff like what he you know thinks about the whole business you know uh, uh, he's like here's the deal like if you do good at your job as a winemaker whatever the, the better you are at it the less the less of the stuff that you want to do, you're going to do. Like, what are you talking about? He's like, look at me. How many times do I come down to the cellar? Like, you're not here that often, you know, the winemaker, but he wasn't, mm-hmm. you know. It's like, yeah, because I'm doing paperwork or dealing with this or dealing with that. It's like the better you are at, at making wine, like the less kind of making wine you're going to do, you're going to, and the more you move up, you're going to start doing these other things that are still hugely important, but mm-hmm. you, 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 you actually, the better you are, at your job that you kind of push yourself out of it yeah so so if you like doing interviews and stuff here like pretty soon like you're gonna just be you know getting sending people out like somebody else will be uh some new person that's a good point so you kind of by doing good you kind of work yourself out of what you like to do which like to me it's like making wine yeah fermenting stuff it's awesome no you're absolutely right um you know i've been with the station for 17 and a half years and I feel like just now I'm really doing the things that I truly love. Hopefully you can keep mm-hmm. keep doing that, but mm-hmm. it, eventually it's like you know, like your like your skills and your knowledge is better used over here, guiding exactly. these other four or five people than here. doing this. Yeah, for sure. So That's that, a good point. So that was the advice. I didn't I didn't really believe it when when that was was told to me. Like, yeah, no, I'm always gonna do this stuff. And like right now, like Ryan Rose, I'm trying to figure out payroll. Are you kidding me? Like, Ew. It's horrible barf yeah it's it's the worst thing in the world all all that stuff it, yeah. it, it is not fun but you gotta do it hope and hopefully you'll get to the point where you don't have to do that anymore there you go okay um if you ever left this place southern oregon what would bring you back here what would you miss the most about it uh 
So coming up here, I uh, was here for a few years, you know, four, four years high school. Mm-hmm. Then I was up in Corvallis, up in Portland, then kind of came back. So it kind of stayed kind of more adult life, you know, here in Oregon. Uh, what I liked about Southern Oregon, I like the weather. Obviously, don't like the fires. I get it. Like, sure. I don't want to get into that yeah. can of worms. Uh, but I like, I do like the the outdoor part. Of it. I like it being warm. I like the the seasons, you know, which we didn't have in San Diego. Mm-hmm. It was just seventy eight degrees all the time, all the time. Yeah. You know, it's cool when it when it gets cold. You know, it, it's cool when it's when it when it's hot outside. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I do, you know, have the river. We have the mountains. You have we you have every everything is here. So true. Everything is here, and I, I think that's why there's there's such a uh, influx of, of people like myself included that want to to be here we mm-hmm. don't have the hustle and bustle of san francisco or even portland or their mm-hmm. you know and all their garbage up there uh you know it's it's a little more it's still a small town ish yeah. and, and that's that that's what would probably either bring me back or keep me keep, keep you here. here okay yep. um i just realized we forgot to talk about hemp Ooh yeah Hemp. Do you want to talk about hemp now? We let's en- let's end with food. So let's talk about hemp really quick. Okay. So uh, the final three just turned into whatever. The final four. Whatever I want it to be. Um, I'm doing a story I told you on hemp fields. They're everywhere. Yep. You everybody's seen them, um, and a lot of people who are for cannabis and for hemp um, are just sort of frustrated that they're everywhere. And then there's a lot of people who don't like them, who absolutely hate these farms. Um, what are your thoughts, first of all? on hemp and then what do you how do you feel about wineries and other farmers pulling out vines and other crops to plant hemp my overall kind of you know thought on on hemp or or you know just marijuana whatever it's kind of just gonna lump them together sure just just easier uh is i i actually like it mm-hmm. i don't do any of them i don't use cbd stuff i don't, I don't even get it uh did enough stuff in high school and whatever like that i'm over it i, I don't i don't need it yeah i, I make one I got, I got i got my own this you is know, your vice, vice. I, I got my own vice got uh, it got it yeah uh, but what what is what i you know, kind of seen you know in the past like you know farming just in general is is going away no one wants to farm anymore why would you want it like you work your butt off mm-hmm. outside and to make nothing you know mm-hmm. and, and you can't it's super hard to just start a farm or a ranch or anything because you need tractors you need you need to have money to yeah you capital need a lot of stuff to, to, to get it going uh, so that was completely dying off and it, it's i still think that country is going to have some issues here in the future of people not wanting to grow stuff because it's too much work yeah so the hemp weed whatever uh, that that's coming out here i, I think it, it's kind of bringing a cool factor back to it okay uh and, and it's getting people that like younger people out and, and being outside and learning you know about uh the weather paying attention to it like water use you know mm-hmm. water rights you know ha- ha- having those things that's uh, a good point uh fertilizer like and there's organic. cash behind it Absolutely. So like, you you can make money. So in this, you you right? do have a chance to do what I see happening here is it, it's kind of it's starting another kind of generation of people that might you know if if any one of these you know businesses kind of bottom out like maybe they'll they'll move, maybe they can move over to to be a vineyard you know managers mm-hmm. because they know how to grow a, a crop. Good point. Okay. So I I I, I am a hundred percent behind it mm-hmm. just because it, it, I, I think like long term it, it's helping the area kind of country out of, of getting people to to be right be interested in farming well and hemp is insanely sustainable i yeah. mean there's so much that can be done with this plant and, and why like why it's taking so long for that to right. happen i mean well there's obviously <laughs> All, <laughs> the, the regulations yeah. of the wazoo yeah yep. so yeah no i'm with you there just curious more than anything okay Anything and, else? And, well, the one and, and the other thing, like I, I uh, like, well, the, you know, there are some lawsuits about uh, like the smells going to your grapes, you know, or, or uh, uh, oh yeah, the taint. Like, yeah, like I, like, you know, I'm not a chemist, but I cannot see how that's possible. Okay. I mean, I'll totally go on a record for that. Like somebody can burn me. Like, hey, check it out. Uh, but I, I would have zero problem with buying grapes from right next to a hemp farm, and I'm almost positive it'll be fine. Okay. Good to know. 
um, the final of the final, now four, uh, if you were given a final meal, a final drink, what would that look like? Final meal, final drink. Or drinks. Drinks. Uh, we'll say the, uh, this like being on like death row. Like, yeah. Like or that. just, yeah, like someone basically was... tapped you on the shoulder. Hey, tomorrow you're done. So. Could happen. Uh, let's see. I would probably say drink wise would totally just be a beer. Just a beer. It'd be any beer. Not really matter. And then even honestly, and I, I, so I did kind of think about it. Uh, I wish I had like this, some awesome put together, you know, 10 course, you know, meal. Like I, I really don't, uh, I would just want to eat something and drink a beer with some people and I would be totally perfect. hundred percent content. Anything, eat anything. It really doesn't just matter. I mean, a plate a of piece, good food. piece of pizza. It, it could be a, uh, uh, you know, a filet mignon. Like, it, mm. I'd be, I'd be fine with with either of those. It, it's to me, it would just be having having a drink and having some some food with. Ideally, would be with people I want to be around. For sure, awesome. That, that would be my final final meal. I, I like it. You're a lot of fun, Rob Fullen. I, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm being serious. I'm not being sarcastic. Okay. That was a hundred percent serious. Right. Um, no, this has been a lot of fun. Thanks for doing this. Absolutely. Thanks I, for having me. I think you may have been drunk at Oregon Wine Experience when you said, yes, I'll be on your podcast. It's possible. Okay. It is, it is possible. <laughs> uh, but, well, you weren't uh, alone. There was a lot of drunk people it, at Oregon Wine Experience. Correct. It, it, let's not say drunk. They're just having a good time. Tipsy. Tipsy. There you go. Yeah. And, and that was a, that was a great event. You know, that event in general is, is awesome showing, showing the area down mm -hmm. here and, uh, what, uh, what the winemakers and the growers can do. It's such an amazing event. It's definitely one of my favorites. I so agree. if you're listening to this podcast on iTunes and you like it, please subscribe, rate, and review. It helps other people find us. You can also find us on Google Play and Stitcher. And if you want to check out the video portion of this podcast, go to ktvl.com, click on features, and then off script. One more time, Rob Folan, thank you so much. Thank you for having me. <laughs>